Thanks, Poncho Man. Welcome back to Breakfast with Bob. Not quite Kona edition. My name is Bob Babbitt. We're brought to you by Hoka One One by Master Spas, Clash Endurance, You Can Hyper Ice, Premium Plus Sports, Form Smart Swim Goggles, and our Challenge Athletes Foundation. We just sent out. 3,256 grants totaling $6.2 million keep athletes in the game of life through sport. Our next guest, one of my favorite people on the planet. She has won nine Ironman World Championship titles, four Ironman, four Ironman World Championships, five 70.3 World Championships. The great Daniela Reef joins us. Daniela, how are you doing? Hi, Bob. Thanks so much. Um, yeah, I'm great. I'm uh... Currently training in Sedona, preparing for the world. So a lot, lot to do, but um, loving the process, yeah. And, and you're loving, so Sedona's a lot like St. George, right? So it feels a little bit like you're, you're totally acclimatizing to where you're going to be racing. Yeah, that's the reason why I came here. It's, it's quiet, um, but it's quite close to St. George. I, I don't like to be on a race course for too long. You know, I've been here now already three weeks, so it's pretty much five weeks before the race. And um, in Sedona, I have the opportunities to go up to the altitude, um, out, up to Flagstaff, but still can also go to the desert and where it's really warm. And um, yeah, I mean, the, the scenery here is nice, uh, helps for the mood as well. But of course, um, yeah, just being able to have, to get these long rides in and, and the climate and it's super dry, which I believe is going to be very hard. I mean, it took me almost three weeks to get used to it, to be honest, like the breathing is, is heavy, uh, even though you would think in dry air, it's easy to breathe, but I find it quite um, challenging. And so, um, yeah, it, it was important for me that I can get used to it. Sometimes it, you notice it in the, in the water too, right? When just getting your, your breath. Actually, yeah, you do get uh, like a, almost a sore throat breathing, even when you swimming. So it's, it's really super dry. It's, I think it's um, the least we had was 6%, 6% of humidity, which is pretty much none. And um, yeah, I mean, it just takes time. The body can get used to it, but the skin is dry and you always have to make sure you drink enough and you actually don't feel th uh, thirsty. So um, I've had long rides where I didn't even drink because I forgot it and then realized, oh, it's, I need to drink. So you don't really realize that you're sweating. So um, yeah, it's very different to Kona, um, but uh, it's always good to, you know, adapt to the challenges and, and make the best out of, yeah, out of what you, you need to get used to. So during COVID, one of, one of the things I heard from a lot of athletes, because your, your identity is as an athlete. You, you know, you, you are an Ironman world champion, an Ironman 70.3 world champion. When no races are going on, was it hard to stay sort of committed to training? Because you really didn't know when racing would come back or if it would come back. Yeah, I mean, I don't identify myself only as an athlete. Um, I think it's good to also have other things in life, but definitely it was hard for the motivation. I, I, I mean, I train for a goal and this goal normally is a few months ahead. 
And um, when Kona was canceled, always that re-motivating yourself for a new goal um, and also having to deal with, you know, a disappointment because it's not going to happen was definitely very hard. And I found, I mean, I just recently cal calculated how long it was since we were in the, at the last Ironman World Championship. And it's it's like it's two years and seven months uh, oh, at the day yeah. we raced. And that's a very long time for an Ironman athlete. And I, I feel like, yeah, it's I'm I'm really excited now that it's we have an, a chance again to, you know, to race at the long distance. And definitely this these big goals really motivate me. Um it's it's when when it's important and when there's a big race coming up that I can really get my the best out of myself. And so yeah, definitely it's it's very motivating to be preparing yourself again for such a big race. So I was just doing a little calculation the other day. And between 2014 and 2021, you have like 39 wins and okay. <laughs> six times that you didn't win. And it was like one second, one fourth, two thirds, a 13th and 11th. I mean, 39 wins and six not wins. And what, one, two, three, like four of those were like still top four. It's that's an amazing amazing when you look at the stats that's just unbelievable the, the 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 odds of you not winning a race were infinitesimal you you won pretty much everything you did was that hard to live up to when you when you come into 2019 and people are sort of just assuming well Daniela Reef's going to win so we're going to think about who's going to be second third and fourth is, is that hard as an athlete to feel that pressure of I if I don't win everybody's going to be disappointed yeah, it was hard for a while. I mean, it's it definitely um, if you have the feeling that you can only disappoint or that that's a, it's not a good feeling or that will be a very negative thought. Um, I think for me, it was more after 218 that I thought, how can I possibly get better? And um, after such a great race in 218, I didn't really know if I can get better. And um, that was you know, actually to show a better race was always my, my goal to, to keep improving. And I think for me, it was also good to have a bit of a, a downside to have like some, some problems, which were not nice, but that helped me again to see, Hey, it's, it's not just always about getting better, but also it's a journey and, you know, the process of getting fit from just having some, a phase where you might not be so fit. And that's, I found this process was, actually helping me a lot to to enjoy the process again to get get better or get fitter you know back to so my goal is to get where I used to be in 218 you know that fitness I had and um so that's what I'm I'm working on now but I think the, the biggest pressure is most um as the athlete you know we, we put so much in there and of course you want to um yeah make it good for the for your team and for everyone who helps you on the way, but still the more, the biggest pressure I would always put on myself. And I think this, I had to learn how to deal with this. And I've, I've always been fine with pressure, but um, to be still enjoying it while you're always under pressure, that was the bigger challenge. And at the moment I did find a way to also enjoy my process and not having yeah, that I don't feel like I need to win every race because the, even the last two I didn't win, but it really motivated me again to see, hey, I can actually do better than this. And I think it's it's always to find motivations out of little 
little races where they might not go how you expect and then you just take take the learnings from it and that's um that definitely helped me i bet you were able to look at what chrissy wellington did after 2011 when you know she won in you know she had this great race she had broken you know ribs and overcame just like you overcame you know getting stung by a jellyfish and she won and then it was like well what else can i accomplish i've done it all i've won four times here and i just had what i consider the greatest race of my life which you had a look at 2018 at that mm -hmm. she walked away and she was like i i'm done i'm betting that you probably could relate to that because that was almost your moment in 2018. yeah i think at the point where you start to uh, be afraid that you might not win, you will lose every every joy. And I think I had to a bit distance. I had to distance, uh, like to get a distance from that thought that I don't expect me to win every race. And to be honest, I think 219. Um, I mean, I got sick before the race, and that was just all a bit too much. I think uh, probably also nerves a little bit, um, but to have some setbacks. Um, for me, it was almost a little bit of a, a, a relief. And from there, I could kind of start again. And yeah, I mean, the last years were from other perspectives, um, a little bit challenging with not having no races, but still it gave me actually also a bit more time to, to find my, yeah, my new path, how I want to keep going and how I want to enjoy the process of uh, getting fit and racing. So yeah, it's funny because like in, when you were sick in 2019, I mean, you were undefeated going into that race. And actually you were undefeated in 2018 as well. So you had gone, fought five, eight, 11, you'd won 11 <laughs> races, something like that in a row. And then you, but you finished the season with that. So it means you have to live with it. And then the world shuts down. So you had to live with it for a couple of years rather than having the ability to go race somewhere else. Uh, I'm guessing that's when you start questioning yourself you made the decision to um you were coached pretty much full-time by brett sutton you moved more to coaching yourself and maybe using brett more as a consultant how how, how are you do, handling your training now um yeah i i i mean i still do whatever i used to do i i believe what brett um this the, the philosophy of brett always like fitted me very well and I did think if I want to reach out to someone else um, as like a completely different training philosophy, but I decided I want to stick to what I, what worked for me. And I'm, I'm very convinced that this is the right path um, to have a bit more responsibility and also being able to plan um, a little bit my own. I, I think I learn a lot. It's, I need to listen a bit more to my body in terms of, um, should I take a rest or should I keep pushing? And that's also something I um, I do. I did realize I, I can do that quite okay if I really listen to myself. But that means I, I decided to also train more on my own. Um, for me, I, I'm always someone who compares a lot and the comparison makes me very tired. So I found for myself that I enjoy training more if I have a little bit my you know, my safety uh, training spot where I, I'm not actually, no one watches me and I can just do my work. And yeah. then actually I go out and race. And for me, that's at the moment, I'm really enjoying it, how I do it this way. And um, yeah, it's at the moment, I think it's, or the last, I would say the last year was about 
more the overcoming my uh, health issues and that was a bit of a problem I, I did um after pretty much after saint george last year i did uh, i'm not really sure if i if, if i had COVID or if it was uh, from something else but i did have really big problems with the immune system and breathing and lung and heart and um so that was really through the whole year i i did not manage to actually do the the training i, I need to do and um it was a bit frustrating because i do i was motivated and there were, you know, races again on the horizon, and um, I couldn't really do the training which was needed. I was always very tired, and yeah, just wanted to sleep. And um, so I managed to, yeah, deal with this and overcome that. And so that's definitely for me a big step. I feel um, healthy again and, and able to put in the training. And um, so yeah, now it's it's been a good build up the last six months, and um, I'm yeah, I'm looking forward that we now have finally the the big stage again and the opportunity to race in a world championship in a long distance um it's actually funny because my my godson um he we were i think it was last win, winter um he introduced me to a friend of him and he said ah this is my my i don't know my how do you call it how would like i'm his god he's my godson so i'm his yes. you're his god godmother uh, god god and then so she, he would say, yeah, this is my godmother. She used to be good in triathlon. And I was like, well, okay, yeah, I, I know to that point because um, it's true. I mean, we haven't had a world championship since almost three years. So, I mean, and that, that one I missed, you know, so it's been four years since I had a really good race. So uh, it was just funny how, um, you know, little kids, they interpreted them. Uh, the situation's a little bit different, but I, I uh, it was funny. I, I had to laugh. <laughs> I, I love that. She, she used to be good at that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, their kids are so honest. I, it's, it's always good to, um, yeah, the kids are the best. One of my favorite athletes is a, there was a track athlete by the name of Billy Mills who won a gold medal in the Olympics in Tokyo, like back in 1960 or 64 or something like that. Anyways, he was at, uh, his, his daughter asked him to come to school to show his gold medal, you know? So he's like, my daughter knows what I do. This is so cool that she knows what I do. And he's sitting on the little kid's chair in kindergarten waiting. And his daughter gets up and goes, I brought my daddy to school because he has a gold medal like my favorite ice skater, Peggy Fleming. <laughs> <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't care at all that daddy had won one. It's like, he had one like her. Yeah. The kids, kids are the yeah. best, they say the best. <laughs> Does it change your preparation at all, knowing that, that Lucy Charles Barkley's not in the race? Or does, does that stuff even, do you even think about that? Uh, no, that would not change um, anything. I mean, for yeah, it's definitely very sad that she's not racing. Um, I believe it would have been a very good course for her. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, the sport is so cruel. It's, it's, it's about, you know, we have, we have every year an opportunity but i mean not no not, not every year so it's for her it's really hard to miss out that and um i missed out yeah because i was sick so to actually make it to the start line healthy and not injured that's part of the, that's such a huge part of the you know preparation i mean part of the also of the race and to be able to get it all together is it's it is hard and so it's it's just again a reminder that um yeah to be grateful that 
the body is holding up together well and, and um, also be careful, but still we, we all push such a hard line and we, we all, of course, also want to go as far as we can and because it's such a competitive sport. And um, yeah, so at the moment, I mean, I, I try to get my body as fit as possible. Um, you need to be so strong on that course, but also very, well, you, you can't be too heavy because it's such a, a hard run and up and down, but still you need to be very powerful. Um, and I find it's a hard combination and uh, I definitely try to optimize everything. And um, yeah, also taking every weight you don't need on the bike. Um, so it's really about tuning everything and, and then um, hopefully, uh, yeah, get the best performance out of my body on the race day. What do you look back on as your best race? Is, is the, the race that you're proudest of? Is it that Ironman in 2018? Um, yeah, I mean, I had a, a few races, which I, I mean, I have like memories from it, which I'm proud of. Um, but I would say 218 in Kona was definitely, for me, the most crazy and most impressive race where I also could surprise myself the most. Um, also emotionally, because... I went from thinking about going to the hotel room after the swim and cry all day to going to uh, um, the record on the course and being world champion. So it's such a big spectrum <laughs> within just a few hours. And for me, that was emotionally, I think it was the biggest, yeah, the biggest race I could have ever had. Um, it was such a yeah, overwhelming feeling to, to overcome this challenge through the race and change the whole situation by just I don't know I, I don't still sometimes you don't know how you did it you just kind of keep keep grinding and and suddenly a new opportunity opens up and that's pretty much what happened that day and when you were in 2019 when you're you know you're sick you know you're sick and you're having that day where you're 13th and being out on a court where you're you know you're the defending champion you're the four-time defending champion was it hard to stay in the race? Because uh, it's a lot, lot of my, a lot of people might have pulled the plug and said, you know what, there's other races, I'm not well. But having respect for the race and sort of getting through it, even though you're not having your day, I bet you gain something just from getting across the finish line. Yeah, definitely. I was um, not disappointed when I crossed the finish line. Um, I knew I gave everything, and that's. I mean, that's what gave me the win in 218 to not give up, even though the situation looked very bad um, after the swim. And I still actually believed in 219, even I felt terrible. And I went, I started to run and I was, I think, 13 minutes or something behind Lucy. And I was like, that's not too much. I mean, who, who knows? I mean, what happens? And so I still tried to push for like, two meters and then I realized no my body doesn't want to push <laughs> so I, I yeah I hold it up maybe for 10 meters but I, it was pretty clear the body had nothing um but I think that's why I was not disappointed I tried on the bike a few times and I, I always kept going and I just wanted of course I wanted to respect the race but also the competitors because it's always easier to just give up and then disappear and finishing in a race where you don't feel comfortable and you don't feel proud, but you're actually just showing there. Um, 
is still better than just kind of hiding. And for me, after the race, I never felt like I had to be ashamed because I just did whatever I could. And I think this mentality um, helps me also, or helped me for the next races. I, I, I always try not to think about, mm, should I give up or not? But just, I mean, when I'm at the start line, I, I my goal is to get to the finish line the fastest I can. And it doesn't matter. I mean, it's not always about the winning. I think it's in that situation, it's about getting, yeah, getting or overcoming what gets thrown at you and make the best out of it. And um, yeah, that's what I did that day. And that's why I never had any regrets. I, I just knew it's, it was all I had on, on that day. I remember Mark Allen telling me years ago when he was in Nice and he woke up in the morning sick and he didn't feel like he should go to the start line, even though he won the race, I think eight times at that point. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know what? I'm going to go out there. I'm, I'm, my body's at 70%, 60%. I'm going to get 100% out of whatever I have and be happy with the effort. And yeah. he ended up winning, similar to you in 2018. I mean, you yeah. never know. It you doesn't never know always work like this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't always trick the body. And it's also, of course, it's important to... Um, not do something where you don't feel, I mean, sometimes it's, it's impressive how you can overcome, um, you know, fears and, and just men or like, yeah, mental problems or at the moment, like you're just, you feel like you're sick, but you might just be nervous and then it just gets better um, with the time. But then of course there's days where, you, I mean, if you're really sick, then you're sick. And then eventually, yeah, an Ironman is too long to hide um, that you're not, that you really, your body is not doing well. So, um, but yeah, you can, what you can do is always to try. And, and if you try hard, then that's all you can ask. I'm happy and content and motivated and inspired. It's, it's great to see. It, it, sound, it sounds like being in Sedona has been a great place for you. Uh, yeah, I like it here a lot. It's, um, I was here last year, um, had some good training and, and I think, uh, yeah, it's, I, I, um, I'm in a good spirit and, and I'm looking forward that we finally getting some, some serious world championship going. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm in, I'm quite happy, but also I'm, uh, a bit scared that the race is going to be so hard and, um, yeah, it's like a, it's a bit of a joy uh, to look for. I'm really looking forward to it, but I'm also thinking, oh my God, how am I going to walk the next day? Because it's, I think this race is going to destroy everyone badly. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm already praying for my legs. <laughs> especially because then it's like, then it's not like the season's over. This is the season's just getting going. You yeah, go. well, I don't think you should. I mean, when you're in the race, it's the race. And I try not to think about wherever we are in the season, it's the world championship. So I'm definitely going to give everything I have. Um, I definitely want to, make also of course my fans and my country proud and um, of course also the, the preparation I put in and all the people who helped me with it um, yeah you want to embrace it and um, it's I, I will race for for that race and then whatever happens after we'll see. Daniela thank you so much as always for taking so much time it's always such a treat to get to chat with you and your smile just lights up the room you know same, that same to you you uh, <laughs> and and your nice background with the kona makes me also well, we will be there you know what's going to be great is you guys race on thursday uh in kona right the girls yes, do so yeah. then you guys can come to my thank god i'm not racing party on friday 
it's ah, always so much fun, sweet. Right? That's perfect. Yeah, book <laughs> me in there. I'm there. I know. <laughs> we put medals and ha- and give out hats to everybody for not racing. So you'll be able to do that. That'll oh, be so wow. much fun. That's we're lucky. That's really can. cool. <laughs> Daniela Reef has been our guest. A nine. I don't think anybody has nine Ironman World titles, right? Paula has eight. You know, uh, you know the statistics. I don't yeah, do that. Yeah, you got I'm that. always I, impressed how you do the calculation. So I, I love uh, what you didn't tell me is how big my chances are with um, having 39 wins and no, 39 wins and 39 how, wins and six is in uh, four. I want to see a second, a fourth, two thirds, a four times you've been top four when you didn't win out of those. So really the 11th and 13th are the only uh so so what's the odds for saint shorts for me so that's just all i need to know so the the odds odds are that that you're you're gonna you're you're gonna uh you're gonna get your fifth ironman world championship title so now you'll have five of each Uh uh-huh but i was my my, i mean i mean the calculation of how many percentage of a chance i have have no idea Oh, uh, you don't know. Okay. Tell I don't me do that. that. I just go, you've got 39. I mean, no, it's fine. I'll take care of it. I'll, I'll try 39 to and six, right? 39 <laughs> wins out of, out of 45 races. That's unbelievable. That's crazy. Yeah. I, and, I never counted that. Thank you. Uh, thanks for finding <laughs> That's cool. Danielle Arif has been our guest and Danielle, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you in St. George in a few weeks. Thank you so much as always for being so generous with your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Again, Bob Babbitt here. This is Breakfast with Bob, not quite Kona edition. We'll catch everybody in St. George. Until then, see ya. Bye.